Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. I'm joined in the studio, a man I know very well uh, for a number of years, Tony Jeffers. Good morning to you, Tony. Morning, Alan. Tony, uh, for the first time in nearly 40 years, health officials in the UK have recently identified a likely outbreak of polio in London. And uh, you have been on a, a polio journey since a very young man, haven't you? Yeah, I, I contracted polio in the 56, 1956. Uh, spent a lot of time up in Kappa Hospital. And um, uh, what people are suffering now is thing called post-polio, which affects muscles and you get tired very easy and stuff like that, yeah. Um, I have this, this new outbreak I've only heard of, you know, uh, when I came into the studio here this morning, you know. Uh, it'd be a disaster tell you it would be worse than COVID because it, it does really affects all the muscles and the limbs in your body you know part right. of your body doesn't affect it. I'm lucky enough it only affected my right leg you know uh, yeah and just recap at uh, what age were you again kind of I was uh, 10 months old 10 months old mm. so you were a baby you have no was, recollection yet. no it was the best time to get it to be honest if you're going to get something like that you know you live with it then you, you don't know any difference you know which is which I find is great you know it'd yeah. be and as you got older then, did you question as to how it happened in the first place? No, you you? no, no, never, never, never questioned it. Even um, I spent, first I went to the fever hospital in Ross and went from there to Temple Street. So when they managed to bring it under control, I was just completely affected on my right leg. Mm. So then what to do, then they shift you off to an orthopedic hospital. It could have been a bad diet, but I went to Kappa, mm. where they try and right the wrong that that hasn't your leg hasn't developed properly you know so like I went in for leg lengthens I mean leg wasn't growing properly you know so femur leg lengthens tibia leg lengthens and a lot of stuff done in Kappa you know quite a bit now and this is not a sympathy thing it's just that's the way it was you know yeah. uh, I you was were there. telling me about the book what is this book and you, you've the book written was a hundred, hundred years of Kappa Kappa Hospital and I happened to be up there about 97 just walking around the place uh, trying to kill some time in Dublin and this lady approached me she said were you ever a patient here I said yeah yeah I was here so I said there was a, a lady by the name Monica Hudson was writing a book about Kappa and she's looking for people to tell stories and uh, so I gave her my number and she got in contact with me so when I started typing an email about my life in Kappa uh, just kept going on and on and on so she had a launch of the book it's a massive thick book and uh, so all my work was in it yeah. so it's the nearest thing to have a history of me you know yeah. uh, it's in it's in the book but um, yeah people who read it are very amazed that you could spend so much time in a hospital but them days that's the way it was you know I mean can you remember what you wrote well, just all about my experiences, like Kappa. Which were what like? What were they like? Well, Kappa to me now wasn't a hospital as such. There was twenty four beds in the in the main ward for boys from seven to thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, and uh, it was all fun because there's no one really badly sick. You know, you get an operation and then you're sick for a few days and that's it. Uh, I just remember Kappa as being soccer teams coming in to visit us, being shown moves in the ward. Brendan Burr, Dickie Rock, all them people came in and, you know, you get your photograph taken or get an autograph and we're brought out in taxis every every summer, out to Scaries. You yeah. know, anybody who was able to get out of bed was humped into a taxi, all the taxi drivers. And uh, I just don't remember it as, a, as, a, as being a really sick hospital, you know, like, yeah. You've had yeah. memories of it. Oh, very much so. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. Very much so. Um, to me, it was my home at the time you know for being there from 10 months I think I was there for 4 years first before I came home and 
coming home was a, you know it was a tough experience you know coming back to because I didn't know nobody uh, but I was only home for a week or two and then I was back again so I spent from about 57 to 71 in it uh, and did you need constant 24 care then Tony? No, no 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 whatsoever you had your operation you like getting the operation because they looked out you know the nurse were all hovering over you then yeah. and uh, once you you know you're putting your plaster paris and you could you left your own devices then in the ward, you know. It wasn't as strict. So why were you there then? Why, why did you have to spend so long uh, there? Because there's so much work to do in me, like. So, uh, like, for example, one example, I got a thing called arthritis, the hip, where they removed the hip and they screwed it in, the femur into the thing. So they put me in a plaster mm. uh, from here down my left knee right down to my toes and my right leg. And they left me in that for two years because I didn't know what way my hip was going to react when they took me out of the plaster so they made sure that everything grew and solid over so that meant two years lying in a bed you know what I mean like without ever getting out of it and every two months they'd bring you down to the aid or put you to sleep re- change the plaster you so, know, so you actually had to stay in a bed for two years mm-hmm. people think that's horrific it wasn't it was, that was that was the way it was, you know. Like, and you, uh, apart from even the bathroom, you had your bedpans and your bottles, you know. They were you just and you were uh, seven or eight at the time, or or twelve at that time. Twelve, twelve, okay. yeah, twelve. You see, as well as that, then the, you do all your schooling. Like, if they sent you home, and you went to a school, a national school here in Wexford, and you're there a month, and you have to go back to Capital then to get more work done. And so you did a lot of schooling there. Made me communion there. Made me confirmation in Finglas. I um, uh, everything joined the Boy Scouts. You were able to go, go to fifty at Dublin was the name of the troop, you know. Yeah. Uh, and what about family, Tony? Uh, had you, have you family? Oh yeah, yeah. Have uh, you brothers, uh, sisters? Yeah, but there was nine of us all together. Right. Five brothers and uh, three sisters. And were uh, you the only one to get the pole? Mm, mm. Funny yeah. enough, on that road I lived on, which would have been from say Waddentown to to the cross of Duncormick, there were three people, and that's that saying got polio you can imagine how spread out the houses were you know they're not like now we're house on top of each other hmm. so three I got it on my right leg another lady down the road got it in her legs and another actually Leo Carter's wife Anne God rest God rest him I should say uh, she got it in her arm you know so yeah. and did you ever find out why you got it? no and, no only uh, reading um, about things like it and have you any idea of what, what yeah like, Walter uh, uh, bad sanitation I believe was the cause of a good bit of it, yeah. Is that, yeah. Is that a proof of yeah. fact, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you read up about polio, that's, uh, sanitation was was the most common yeah. cause of it, you know. So. I mean, the only time I've dealt with polio is, uh, I was at a rotary function a couple of years ago, and rotary have invested a lot of time and money into concerns over polio in other countries, I think in Africa. Mm. But it's something that I hadn't heard of for years, but I remember as a child, I think we got, there was injections and everything, was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah the injections came out in 57, but they'd come out in 55 in America, but... Was uh, it in a sugar cube format? Is that the way it was? That's the way they gave it, I believe yeah. now. I, I remember reading about it now, child, never, yeah. yeah, but the, the Irish government here at the time wouldn't, they, you know, they had passed all the tests for, like, they'd, uh, before they did the injections or the sugar lumps, you know. Did you, uh, did you hold it, you, you, you talk with fondness of your time in Kappa, did you hold any as you progressed in life, or no. did you just get on with it? And what eventually did you do, Tony? Because I know you're into the music big yeah, time. So, yeah. what, what did I you choose? To be a watchmaker. Did you? Yeah, with the rehabilitation board. Like when we finished in Capita, they sent you out to our Lady Lords and Dunleary to see what, what you'd be good at. 
Meaves nothing really, but anyway, I went to be. I always wanted to be a chef, but uh, would have thought that lifting the pots and pans would have been too heavy. So they sent me to the rehabilitation. Um, so I done that for three years. Yeah. And unfortunately, I said give in on that. So I then I had to go back into cabin and to get um, more problems. And uh, yeah. I met a guy in there who was. Um, Worked in Anko, as it was called at that time. Yeah, so yeah. He, yeah, he training. Got me, yeah. yeah, he got me into doing a stock control course. So that's what I ended up to do until in about 1990. I was um, worked in stores, you know, on the parts end of it, and yeah. I enjoyed that. It was very, very interesting work. But then some music kind of took over then, and so that's I'm still banging away at that a bit, you know. And your good friend Leslie Dunn has just texted in. Please, could you please give Tony my best wishes? Always a gentleman, great singer, musician, and it comes from your pal Leslie Dunn and Bree. Tony, what's the main message you'd like to get out this morning, please? Well, uh, the main message I think is that uh, uh, Kappa Hospital is is open for business. That's the main message. People think it's uh, it's um, for private. It's not. It's not. If you can get your doctor to refer you, they're looking for people to go there and get their knees or hips done or whatever needs to be done. You know. <laughs> and as regards of uh, polio. Uh, I'm still a member of the past polio or post polio to call it now so we had that conference in Dublin there about three weeks ago and uh, they're doing a lot of sterling work trying to get AIDS for people you know because polio now affects your muscles now even though you don't have polio anymore now it's just the past polio gets into your muscles and you get tired and yeah. people need crutches or splints or wheelchairs or yeah. you know how far you want to go and so they do an awful lot of work and they're always trying to raise money and even they're trying to get it they're trying to get it like uh, the government to recognise it as a disease you know All right. so yeah Enjoyed the chat. Know you well down through the years. Had no idea the journey you've been on. I had no idea that as a boy at 12 you spent two years in the bed trying to come to terms with this. But look at you now. And I think it's an inspirational story and thank you for sharing it with us this morning, Tony. No problem, man. Thank you. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.